Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the jazz session. I'm Jason Crane. This is the Rochester International Jazz Festival Nordic Jazz Now edition. Try monogramming that on your pillow. This year at the Rochester International Jazz Festival, John Nugent is taking advantage of his other hat, that being the producer of the Stockholm Jazz Fest, and bringing in Nordic jazz artists under this Nordic Jazz Now label. All those folks are playing in the Reformation Lutheran Church in downtown Rochester. It's a really cool venue for this music. And tonight, I got a chance to talk to three of the movers and shakers behind Nordic Jazz Now, and also to interview the members of Zanussi 5, the band that played tonight. In the interest of getting this show out quickly, I'm trying to move as much of this audio out so that you can hear it while the festival is still going on, and you could make some decisions based on hearing it. I'm putting this out tonight in kind of a a rough-and-ready form. You're going to hear the interviews more or less unedited, and the only thing I'm going to do is in between them and kind of throughout them, I'm going to put in some samples of music from the Scandinavian countries, and those samples are primarily going to come from some CD samplers that the folks from Nordic Jazz Now are passing out. By the way, they're passing them out for free, and you can get them on Jazz Street in Rochester. Just look for the Nordic Jazz Now booth. So here we go, the Nordic Jazz Now podcast. There's a lot of very interesting stuff in here about jazz and other parts of the world, and if you're interested in that, I really encourage you to listen. You'll be rewarded, and you'll hear some great music as well. Toward the uh, second half of the podcast, you'll also hear an in-depth interview with four of the five members of the band Xanasi 5.
So we're here at the Rochester International Jazz Festival, and one of the coolest things about the festival every year is getting to hear from artists that we don't hear from otherwise, because they come from all over the world, and they don't normally come to Rochester, New York. <laughs> and this year we've got a whole series in the Lutheran Church uh, just up the street from where we're sitting yep. called Nordic Jazz Now. Tell folks who you are and tell folks about Nordic Jazz Now. Well, the Nordic Jazz Now is a co collaboration between all the Nordic countries. It's Finland, Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. So we work together to promote Nordic jazz in general um, because, you know, the, all these countries are pretty small. So we feel that if we collaborate, we can be a stronger, you know, promoting force for what's happening uh, within the jazz scenes in all, all the Nordic countries. So, so that's the basis of uh, the co collaboration, yeah. So, uh, of course, Nordic jazz is, in this country at least, pretty synonymous with ECM and the ECM sound. But as I've been watching the band so far this week, they're from all different flavors of jazz. They're not all that kind of ECM sound. No, absolutely. There is, uh, of course, the ECM sound has, uh, has been a very important, important thing for Nordic jazz. Of course it has. But, but there are very many exciting things happening in a variety of, of many different genres and, and styles now. So uh, I think that's the most exciting thing about the, the Nordic jazz scene is the diversity, really. Uh, you can get people who play kind of, uh, kind of more traditional American-based uh, jazz, and you get people who are inspired by modern art music. You got people who are inspired by... Nordic folk music, so there's uh, really uh, a large quantity of, of different styles happening within the Nordic countries, within the jazz scene, yeah. We've gone this far without telling people your name, so tell them who you are and what you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Vida Brotten, and I work for uh, an organization called Norwegian Jazz Forum, which is more or less of a federation, really. Uh, we work for the festivals in our country, work for the, the record labels, the, the musicians, and of course the jazz clubs. So what we do, we, we have um, quite a, a few different support programs that we give financial support to, to both musicians and, and different venues. Uh, and we do things like this, we promote jazz abroad, uh, so, um, in general, we try to work for, for all, all, uh, all the different, uh, how you say it, all the different um, musicians, arrangers and so on. So that's, that's our job. And does the funding for that come from the government? Yeah, it does. So we get, uh, get governmental funding uh, by, I think, somewhere between 11 and 12 million Norwegian kroner. I don't... I don't I don't know how that much is in Norwegian dollars, but but uh, each year to do all uh, all this stuff. So uh, so that's an important part uh, of in Norway because we're only like 4.5 million people. So uh, jazz can't you know survive just in the market. You have to give it support to so it can can live. You know. Talk about the the jazz market. Are there clubs in big cities in Norway and throughout this region? Well, in our organization, there's about, I think, somewhere between 60 and 65 clubs, actually. Uh, most of them are pretty small, but you got, like, somewhere between five or ten larger venues. We just started something we call the, the national jazz scene in Norway now, which is, uh, which is probably the largest venue in the whole of Norway. Uh, but there are uh, also larger venues in all the major cities like Bergen and Trondheim and, and also in Buda, which is quite far north uh, part of uh, 
of, of Norway. So, so there's quite a quite a few venues. Yeah. Can you talk about some of the bands who are here this week as part of this series? Well, I know most about. You should talk to the other guys too about the other bands. But I know m- most about the Norwegian band. There is a band playing tonight called Sanusify. Uh, they just released. Uh, they re- released the record uh, just in 2006, uh, late 2006, um, and we got great reviews. It's an up-and-coming band. It's got three saxophone players who uh, got a very different styles of playing. But when you combine them, they're a very exciting band. And of course, a very great bass player, uh, who's the leader of the band called Per Sandesi. Uh, and really uh, one of the more well-known drummers in Norway, who's, uh, you know... So um, that's one band, and it's another Norwegian band who's playing the 14th of June called In The Country, which is a, kind of a more laid-back piano trio. Uh, not in the sense of Bill Evans, really, but um, I don't know what to compare it to, but, but they are, you know, probably kind of a... Silent is probably not the right word, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, 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 um, it's, it's not bebop. It's the opposite of bebop, I would say. And of course, uh, you should absolutely talk to the other guys about the, all the other bands, but I don't know that much about them. Um, there was this band called well, Petra Aspen Quintet, who played uh, here last night. It was a great success. I think it was yeah. more or less 500 people there. So I wasn't able to be on that concert because I, my playing got cancelled, but, <laughs> but still. Um, and I think all the bands that come, it, it's a large, as you said, they're, they're very different, all of them, really. They kind of represents the diversity as I talked about uh, what's happening within all the Nordic countries which as I said is a really exciting thing about Nordic jazz I think. Bengt Rokirk with uh, the um, Concert Sweden, Riksconsert from Stockholm. And you were the, the man who John Nugent contacted about putting this entire program together, right? Precisely. He's a good friend and he's done a lot of good for Nordic and Swedish jazz in Sweden and other um, bases such as Rochester. So he put this together really in his mind already one year ago. Then uh, he presented uh, this idea of his uh, at the Stockholm Jazz Festival in June, July of last year. He lined it all up, really, <laughs> in detail. You know, venues, um, finances, uh, ideas of different bands. So uh, we said, why? Yeah, sure. We needed some finances to get it together and deliver all the stuff. But it's, it's uh, basically his idea and his invitation, yes. So from, from what I've seen and from experiences at past festivals, because we've had Swedish artists here in previous years, it seems like a pretty vibrant jazz scene happening right now in Sweden. Yeah, I'd say that. It's, uh, it's uh, very diverse stylistically and there's a lot of uh, uh, you know, um, spear competence and, uh, and um, uh, it's a lot of uh, talent. So, so uh, I'd say in many Swedish cities also, uh, we have a very good scene. And, and uh, uh, the key to success is of course to 
present it to you guys and uh, foreign countries other than Swedish audience. So it's uh, this is one very good step in that direction. Now, your uh, your young assistant here handed me one of these CDs of Swedish jazz. What are folks going to hear when they uh, listen to the CD? To that particular sampler, it's like a good scan of uh, the uh, contemporary Swedish jazz scene. It's uh, filled with about 20 different groups recorded by the Swedish radio at the Swedish Jazz Celebration, a yearly festival that we promote. And we concentrate on Swedish uh, uh, composers and uh, bands, basically, mainly. And, uh, uh, in, in, you know, uh, whereas mo- most other Swedish jazz festivals concentrate on hi- highlighting and... and, and uh, uh, international stars, obviously, but this is a non-commercial festival, and uh, we have four uh, different organizations promoting it, and, and uh, including my own. So, uh, which is a government-sponsored uh, uh, organization, by the way, Concert Sweden. So, and then it's the, the the Performing Rights Society has their information center, also putting budget and people, personnel, and skills in, uh, etc. Et so, so. Uh, uh, it's, 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 it's different styles, Swedish contemporary jazz on the sampler. Why do you think the government is willing to put money into things like jazz? I mean, here in this country, that's a, like a ridiculous statement to say that the government is funding jazz. They do a little, but not very much. Why is it so different in Europe? It's another system. It's, it's, it's like a long story, and it's a tradition in Sweden uh, that, that uh, tax money goes to a lot of things. We pay a lot of tax. And uh, if you ask me, I'm happy to do that if it goes to good stuff as medication, schools and culture. And, uh, you know, old age pensioners, etc. But, but it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's substantial budgets. However, it's less than uh, 1% of the, the whole state's uh, income and uh, going to culture. And... Uh, Part of that goes to music, so which is like a lot less than this one percent. But it's still substan- substantial uh, budgets, and, and making different budgets cooperate, and you know we can make good synergy effects. And 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 uh, uh, we're working on it. I think it's it's um, also a uh, subsidiary system for, for the bands. They can apply and get subsidiaries for for their activities and for for travels and for recordings and uh, this and that really, and uh, that has helped develop Swedish jazz musicians. We also have a good system of uh, education uh, with seven or eight, uh, seven uh, college, uh, high, high school, uh, university level. And, uh, jazz education in a country of 8 million and 8.5 million so it's a pretty good uh, creative scene now last year and I'll be embarrassed if he's not Swedish but I think he is we had Jonas Kulhammer who was here he was here playing last year yeah he played either last year or maybe a couple years ago and he uh, I used to work at the radio station here and he recorded a couple albums that we played a lot and right. we're just really impressed by. Um, who else would we have heard of from uh, the Swedish jazz scene? I know there's other folks. Uh, Odd Job is one group, I guess, and uh, Magnus Lindgren, the saxophone player. Rigmor Gustafsson, I know, was here in Rochester last year, the vocalist. Victoria Tolstoy, vocalist also, uh, obviously, EST, Esbjorn Svensson, trio. 
which is a big international success and that we are very happy about. It's like an icebreaker for Swedish jazz internationally, I'd say. Nils Landgren is another guy, trombone vocalist, and, and uh, you can go on and on, really. It's Let's talk about, for a second, the phenomenon of EST, which, I mean, this is a band that has just sold out shows everywhere in Europe. Uh, they've gotten a lot of radio play, even in the States, and they don't sound like any other jazz group. They seem to be really redefining what you can do with a piano trio. Uh, have you guys known about them for years and years? Have they been journeyman musicians coming up, and they just now they exploded? They grew up at the jazz club I promoted in Stockholm for uh, 19 years, in the 80s and 90s, you know? So uh, they're very good friends, and... Uh, they have, uh, it's a long story, they, they, they really have worked in a very uh, uh, mature and uh, uh, specific way in creating their profile by not doing side gigs and, and you know, being sidemen in all kinds of directions. They worked with pop artists, uh, but always uh, uh, for a reason. And... Um, that's unusual for, I think, probably any band anywhere. And in uh, Sweden, everybody plays with everybody, and they take uh, all the gigs they can. It's, it's, uh, it's, um, uh, that's one way of uh, developing, of course. But Espion has very early decided to make his own profile, work on that, and influenced by a lot of pop music, really, also, and uh, Swedish folklore should be mentioned I think also so uh, so uh, but working the trio format they've been very um, energetic and 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 uh, stubborn about uh, you know and in the end also working with good management and uh, you know working on their profile and on all levels so uh, we're happy for them that's very good well, Bent, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, I thank you for filling us in on the amazing things happening in Sweden. My pleasure. Anytime. basement of Reformation Lutheran Church, which is not something I ever thought I would say, but uh, it's the truth. And we're here with three members of the Zanussi Five, and rather than butcher your names, I'm going to ask you to say them for me. Sure. My name is Shetil Möster. And you play saxophones. Yes. I'm uh, Per Odvar Johansen, and I play the drums. And I'm uh, Erik Hegdal, uh, also play the saxes. Now, how long has the has the five been together? How long have these particular five? Has it always been these five? No, uh, it has been a bit uh, change in the setting, but uh, the last five, six years, maybe, it's the yeah. same setup. How did you all meet the five of you who are playing together now? Well, it's, uh, it's a long story. Uh, some of us met at the uh, uh, college where we were going to this jazz uh, studying 
and uh, some of us have just met like through uh, playing around and meeting at some places and where do you where do you all live we should tell people that too yeah we we come from norway all of us but uh, four of us live in oslo and one live in trondheim now uh oslo obviously is famous for the the ecm sound and uh you guys don't sound much like the ecm sound you're not what we were told that nordic jazz sounds like talk about some of the music you played tonight which got three standing ovations it it was amazing is it how how much of it is composed what you're playing up on stage uh it's uh well the, all the heads or what you call it is composed and uh, but it's all also quite arranged when it's free when it's set and who's soloing where and it's like uh the set is kind of composed as dramaturgy, dramaturgy, uh, in that sense. So uh, I say it's rather composed, but there are a lot of free spaces for everybody to unfold themselves. Now talk about the the front line is three saxophones, and the last piece tonight was two soprano saxophones, which are famously difficult to play in tune when there's only one. Talk about the, the difficulty of making two of them sound good. Uh, maybe I'll come over here now. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to wait for the recording then. <laughs> I'm really not sure if it <laughs> went okay. Uh, oh, it's um, it's very fun to use the different uh, horns inside the sax group. Um, it's it's mostly the baritone and the tenor and the alto. But uh, uh, yeah, the alto saxophone player he he has an extreme range. Uh, so it really doesn't matter if you play the alto or the sopranino or the tenor or whatever <laughs> uh, tenor is, is maybe a bit difficult who writes most of the music that the bear, the band performs is that Per Zanasi who composes most of it or does he compose all of it well he composes uh, everything but uh, we play this street woman of, uh, on it Coleman and uh, we also have uh, one other song which is not uh, composed by him but the rest is pairs on those, so. And talk a little bit about the the Norwegian jazz scene. Are there lots of places to play? Do you guys have to travel all throughout Europe to to play? Do you anyway? Uh, yeah, I mean, all of us travel a lot, but uh, Norway is quite good. Uh, has a quite good club scene now, and Oslo has maybe four or five places we can play. And all, actually, every every like town, even a small town, has like. Little jazz club and uh, yeah, it's it's quite good times for playing jazz actually. Do you all play in other bands too? Yeah, <laughs> all of you do. To. Yeah, yeah, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true jazz musician. <laughs> Same members, but we changed name of the group. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Norway is a very small country. <laughs> it's only the five of us actually. <laughs> This is the entire jazz population of Norway. That's great. Well, it's nice to meet all of you at once. It's an honor to have the entire country here at the same time.
But we're still down in the basement of the church and continuing our interview now with the leader of the Zanussi Five, Per Zanussi. Really, really fantastic show, man. I was I was so impressed with the band. Welcome, welcome to Rochester. <laughs> Thank you. Talk about. Um, I asked I asked the guys about the nature of the of the tunes, and they said that there are a lot of composed and arranged sections, kind of mixed with some real freedom. Can you talk about the tunes and and uh, how you sit down and write for them? Are you writing for the these specific players in mind when you're when you're writing? Yeah, well, when I write the things, I don't necessarily do that. But usually, when when they're arranged, and we arrange them a little bit together, also, um, when it comes to solos and who's playing where and everything, and that's uh, that's very often with each individual in mind. Uh, and of course, I write as they play different saxes. I write for different sa- different horns, of course, and everything. But it's um, it's very nice that they're so different, like. Um, uh, Eric has a, the the baritone player and, and soprano player has a really like a mel- very melodic side, as well as of course the energetic which they all, which they all have. But he has very he's very good at uh, melodic stuff. Rolf Eric, the alto player, is very is very technic technically he's technically um, very very good at the instrument. He can play anything, and he's, he's he has he has a big repertoire of. Uh, of special special effects like uh, multiphonics and stuff like that, and Shetel is more more of a uh, like a tenor, free jazz, and improv kind of player. So it's very it's a very interesting mix, and I think that contributes very much to the the overall sound of everything as well. Where did you grow up, and how did you first start getting into the bass and jazz? I grew up in Stavanger, which is on the west coast. <coughs> Of Norway, <laughs> and uh, I started playing bass when I was maybe fourteen, something like that. And I was uh, I was playing many different instruments before that, and also like in a school band and in rock bands and different many different uh, styles before I kind of settled with jazz and and uh, it's, it's it's nice because it's a it's a good it's a challenging challenging form of music as well as a lot of freedom and a lot of uh, room for personal expression and that's very nice did you come from a musical family is that why you were so interested in music or was it your own personal pursuit i don't know i my my mother isn't very musical father is a little bit more musical but none of them are musicians or anything and what kind of music were you listening to growing up when did you first get exposed to jazz for example uh well they had they my parents do have some jazz records but also through through friends that were into jazz, and also I went to a music school with teachers that, like, when as a kid, with teachers that were into jazz. So, so that's probably the the main reasons. But I I got a, at some point to just got a kick out of some records, some jazz records. Uh, yeah, and also because I was playing bass, I was into Pastorius and people like that as well. I was playing electric in the beginning before I switched. And when did you start writing? Uh, also pretty early, actually. Some of the some of the music, especially on the first record, is very old. From when I was eighteen, like twelve years old. A couple of a couple of the tunes, though, not all, <laughs> <laughs> but like, the ideas. Now I know the. I asked the guys if the Zanussi Five was always the same five, and they said no. It hasn't always been the same five. But has it always been bass, drums, and three saxophones? There used to be a trombone player in the beginning, actually, but only for a couple of gigs. 
and then Eric took over on baritone instead. And uh, that was a a good decision, I think. It seems that it's well, it's very easy, or obviously because they're very good, but they blend very well. This, the sound of the saxes blend very well. There's a very big range of expression from really ugly things to really romantic things. And why did you choose to go without a chordal instrument such as piano or guitar in the middle? Um, it opens everything up a little bit. Of course, that depends on the if there's a, a really good piano player or guitar player, it can be open as well. But uh, this that it makes it more more open. I mean, it can go in more in, in more different directions, and and you you don't have to um, to make too many arrangements before you start improvising. But of course, with the right piano player or guitar player, that would happen as well. But yeah. And how many records has the band recorded now? Two records, both on uh, Swedish saxophonist Jonas Kullhammer's label mm. Mosrobi. He's also been a guest on this show, so uh, oh, yeah. yeah, he was here a couple of years ago in Rochester yeah. at the festival. So. Yeah, he's very, he's a very nice guy, and he's very, he's very um, enthusiastic, and so that's that's great. Do you spend a lot of time touring? Yeah, I do. I try. I sometimes I write music for other things like theater and a little bit of film music and stuff like that. But uh, otherwise, I tour quite a lot. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, what did you think of the the Rochester International Jazz Festival? How was your your first set experience? It was very nice. A lot of people, and uh, the room was also quite nice. It was a little boomy in the beginning, but then when there were when there came so many people, it was fun. <laughs> it helped very much for the sound. was the Nordic Jazz Now podcast for this evening, day two of the Rochester International Jazz Festival. I'm going to do a lot more with Nordic music as we uh, go along. I really like these guys uh, who I met tonight. I really like the music that I've been hearing. I had Jonas Kulhammer on my show uh, several years ago, and generally I've just had a very good experience with uh, Nordic jazz. So I'm interested in doing more in uh, doing several interviews as we go forward, and those will be you know, more standard jazz session interviews. But for now, that's a look at uh, some of the folks that I talked to today. If you're coming to the Rochester International Jazz Festival, or if you're already here, make sure that you make the Reformation Lutheran Church one of your stops and see the Nordic Jazz Now series. Until tomorrow, 
For the Jazz Session and the Rochester International Jazz Festival Podcasts, I'm Jason Crane. Thank you for listening. Bye.